Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to keep oneself unstained by the world. Religion. Just hearing that word makes some people cringe. And within our cultural context, it seems to have assumed quite a negative connotation. Religion. It almost makes you want to sit a little straighter in your pew with your back straight, knees at a perfect 90 degree angle, hands by your side, head up, and attentive to the religious leader. Everyone's attentive, good. Religion. The big guy in the sky is always watching your every move, every utterance you make. Religion, too strict, stripping your freedom. Rules and regulations and rituals. Religion, self-centered money seekers. Religion, hierarchy and structure. Hearing the word religion now in our times may bring to mind some of these thoughts. These ideas just mentioned, I think, capture the aversion that some have against religious notions or religion in general. But why is it that people find religion so repulsive? Why do people reject religion on account of the above sentiments or ideas? Maybe you've heard the saying, I'm spiritual, but not religious. There's something they don't like about it. Let's consider for a moment this, though. Maybe the reasons why people have an aversion to religion is that they see a religion stained by the world. Let me explain. Let's consider, let's consider the reasons to reject religions I just mentioned, some of them. Religion is just being able to say that there's someone who's always watching your every move, every word you say, and you can have no fun. Religion restricts your freedom. It wants to control you. Religion has hierarchy and authority, people in power, and rules and regulations and rituals. Looking at these things again, I think we find them somewhat similar to what we would also reject too. I think these notions just appear just in different names. Maybe these names will sound familiar. Pleasure, greed, and power. I think I can be so bold as to say the very reasons people reject religion is because they experience religion stained by the world. Religion done bad. Religion that's penetrated by excessive pleasure, greed, and perverted power. When religion becomes stained by the world, when it becomes stained with such poisons, it becomes worldly, the very thing that corrupts it and perverts it. But for religion to become worldly, it's the people who practice the religion who were first stained by the world. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to keep oneself unstained by the world. And so the question becomes, how do we then remain unstained by the world? How do we live right religion so that people are not rejected by it? Well, we need someone to show us how. We need someone to reach out to us. 
We need someone close to us. And this is precisely what I think is the theme running through our readings today. Our first reading, our second reading, and our gospel. Let's refresh our first memory about the first reading. Moses has the people of Israel gathered around him, and he reminds them with these words. Now, Israel, hear the statutes and decrees, that's the law and the commandments, which I am teaching you to observe, that you may live and enter in and take possession of the land which the Lord, the God of your fathers, is giving you. See, God has chosen this people, Israel, set them apart, and they're called to be different than the world, unstained by the world, you could say. And because God created them, he knows the human heart. And he knows that the human heart wants to reach beyond itself towards him. Because you can say that religion is kind of man's desire in search of the divine. You could say religion is the human heart trying to access something it does not have. You could say religion is not other than the natural perusing for the supernatural. It's always going beyond itself. And so God in his love and mercy, as we see in the first reading, reaches out to us. He shows us, gives us the tools to do religion well. He gives us his laws, his commandments, his decrees, his precepts, his doctrines. He gives us rituals, rules, regulations. It's so that our religion will not become worldly that our religion will not be stained by the world. It's inevitable, as human beings, we will be religious. But the question becomes, will our religion be worldly? And I think that what we've experienced recently in our church is, is it not religion stained by the world? (laughs) Is it not people who claim to be religious, clergy and laity alike, who have allowed the poison of the enemy to turn their hearts to stone. And because of this, because religion has become worldly, people will reject it and no longer follow it. Because those who are religious have become stained by the world. And I think this is what Jesus is getting to in our gospel this morning. It's what he's calling the Pharisees out for. Right? All these things, he says, evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, evil, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. And he says, these are what defile a person. These are what stain the hearts of you. It's the stain of the world. And it's corrupted the hearts and it's corrupted religion. They reject the laws of God for their own human traditions. They have rejected the very laws and precepts that ought to be kept, keep them undefiled, have clean hearts instead of clean hands. But then we hear Mo- Moses go a little further. And Moses says this, Observe them carefully, everything that God has presented to you through me. For thus will give you evidence of your wisdom and intelligence to the nations who will hear all these statutes and say, this great nation is truly a wise and intelligent people. Maybe we can put that into modern language just for a second. 
Moses is saying this. If you listen to the law of God and observe them carefully, the nations will be attracted to you. Instead of being rejected by it, instead of having aversion to your stained religion, now people will say, there's something about those people that I want their rituals, their rules and regulations, their moral laws, allows them to live, to have joy, to have freedom. They will be attracted, not averted, by religion. Now with that said, I'd like for us to consider something I think a little more deeper. Because as I mentioned, religion is the human person in search of the divine. But I think if we take one more closer look at Christianity, it's different than most religions. Because maybe instead of, like I said moments ago, that religion is about going after something beyond us, us in search of the divine, maybe Christianity fundamentally is the divine in search for us. Maybe it's the all-encompassing one wanting access to every heart. Maybe it's the supernatural wanting to give life to everything that is natural. Maybe it's not the rebellious subject surrendering in fear before the Almighty, but maybe a loving father fearlessly fighting for his children. The bridegroom in pursuit of the bride. And we can say that because we see God reaching out to us through Moses, through his commandments, and through Jesus Christ. God become man, revealing humanity to itself. And so, but God doesn't just stop with giving us his word because as John will open up his gospel, and the word became flesh. The Word becomes flesh. It becomes tangible. And so Jesus comes to us, my brothers and sisters, in Word and in Sacrament. Can you say that for me? Word and Sacrament. He comes to us through His Word and through the Sacraments. And if we're faithful to His Word and remain close to the Sacraments, we ourselves remain unstained by the world. He comes to us in his word, but most especially in his sacraments, and most especially and precisely and substantially through the sacrament of the Eucharist. We just finished five weeks of exploring the beauty of the Eucharist, and now we hear these words from Moses. For what great nation is there that has God so close to it? As the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him. This is not more true than now in the Christian Catholic faith. When we call upon, when the priest calls upon the Lord and said, This is my body, this is my blood, God comes so close to us that no one else can claim what we claim. What faith has a God so close to it that he comes truly, really, and substantially?
to each and every one of us. It's the bridegroom coming to visit his beloved bride. And this, this is right religion. It's not so much about finding God, it's about letting God find us. It's not so much about accessing the divine, but letting our hearts be accessed by God. Because when we are stained by the world, so too is religion. And religion stained by the world is impure and defiled, rejected and averted. So my brothers and sisters, as we are washed white, as we are washed clean by the blood of the Lamb and receiving our Lord and Savior this morning, as we're made clean, pure, and undefiled, and we remain close to the one who remains close to us, let us strive more and more to heed God's commands and not think ourselves more wise and intelligent. And let us have the words of St. James close to our hearts. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to keep oneself unstained by the world.